You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, Headliner Questions forthcoming. As always, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Happy New Year, everybody. Good to be with you. Ira's in studio with me. Corey Clark's in Atlanta in his kitchen. I don't know if he's in his kitchen or not, but he's, he's, he's somewhere... <laughs> He's somewhere close, and now he, and now he's here, and here we go, and we'll get to headliner questions right after we say thank you to Dr. Birch and Birch Orthodontics, best in the business by far. It's not close; it's really not debatable. Some things are debatable. This isn't one of them, and uh, we uh, thank Dr. Birch, who I had a good conversation with before the new year, before the bowl game, uh, as my son got uh, uh, his braces adjusted. Things are going swimmingly with the uh, youngest one. Things are going really well. In fact. I'd almost argue that he likes his braces. It's a weird thing to say, but he kind of likes them. He got the Christmas-colored braces, Ira. He's got red and green. I don't know if you noticed that. Nice. Yeah. So he did. Now, next time, they may change the color. I don't know. Uh, but that's the kind of fun and games you can have at uh, Birch Orthodontics. Just change up your teeth. <laughs> the, uh, just looking at <laughs> Matthew's interchanges on on, uh, on the on the uh, okay. chat. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah birchorthodontics.com is the website. And, you know, again, we feel like the football program is now on Dr. Birch's level. Which is nice. We like to yeah. we like to, to see that because Dr. Birch has been holding it down. All of our kids have gotten their teeth fixed there. A lot of our friends and coworkers and other people as well. Go to uh, birchworthonics.com, set up the website or set up a free consultation. They have payment plans, best in the business, latest uh, techniques, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Ira, did you put out the call? Did you put out the siren call on Twitter? So here's the oh, deal. Oh, he saw, God, he saw me desperately so, looking for it, right? So, you saw me. So here's the here's the situation. I actually remembered last night. Like one in the morning? Like or during 10 the, minutes after the incident. The incident on the field. In, 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 in the so you couldn't be like, game. hey, kids, yes. let's get to some headliner questions. So, so yeah. It was like, it was about 9 o'clock, I guess, whenever it was, 9, 930. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, oh, shoot, I need to send it. But I at the time, I was watching. Yeah, a, a uh, sad thing. Just an awful. Yeah. And then I end up staying in. So I was like, well, maybe I'll do it in the morning. Yeah. And but you I dropped the ball in the morning. Didn't do it in the morning. No. I actually sent myself an email reminding myself to do it in the morning. Did Corey do it on Facebook? Uh, he did. He Good did. work, Corey. Of course. Well, uh, of course, Corey did. Yeah, Corey, you probably sent that out what uh, three days ago, right? I mean, yeah, you were man. all. I mean, I'm on the ball. I care. <laughs> I care about uh, our listeners. I guess. Hey, let's get to those questions that we have here. Here we go. I could see. I mean, you had to have been wondering why is he staring so intently at his screen? You had to know I was scrolling, Ira, and desperately I, searching. It, it, it crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Ted writes, "Fellas, happy New Year." 
Who do you like to take Woodson's place? I have no idea. We have discussed this. We have kind of thrown it around out there. Part of a lot of times when you give educated guests, I can name ten guys. We did this yesterday. Ira and I were talking, and I rattled off like four or five names of of coaches that people know and like, and everybody's got an opinion about a coach and and who they'd like to see. Uh, but a lot of this is born out of relationships, previous relationships, and existing relationships, and I. It's hard for me to track Mike in that way. So I don't know who he'd be interested in. And also, I would like to know what the timetable is on that replacement. Because, you know, when, when, what is the date on the coaches' convention when they all get together and it becomes a who's who of, uh, hey, hire me moment? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's in mid-January, but I'm not 100% sure. Right. It's good to, yeah. Good that, that, I thought they'd do it in conjunction with the championship. Game. No, that's you what know? they do in basketball. In basketball, they do yeah. the final fours when all the coaches are doing their deal. But, yeah, in football, it's not. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what his timetable is, and I don't know if he wants to wait until he has an opportunity to talk to some coaches that he's had his eye on that are already in a situation, or maybe they're looking, and uh, everybody's got to be real careful when you have a job, but maybe you want a different job, or uh, certainly for Mike, maybe he's already reached out and begun to the process. We, we just don't know. Uh, Marion Wright. I vote T-Buck. You know, I bet he'd come. I bet he'd come, and because I know he's the head coach. He's going to give up six hundred thousand dollars a year in the XFL. He's getting that. Well, they announced his contract. It's over five hundred thousand. Oh, they did. Yeah, uh, but I mean, if you're really trying to go up the coaching ladder, which he might be, I don't know. I feel like the DB coach at a top ten school <laughs> probably does better than the head coach at the XFL. He's the head coach. He's and not going to walk XFL. Two things, two things though. XFL. Two things though. Number one, that league starts like now. Like yeah, they're he's he already would be committed. walking out right now, and they're about to start. And the other thing is, I think he's really excited. We I interviewed him when he took the job. He's really excited about proving he could be a head coach. One of the things that really frustrated him about the process of in college football was he couldn't get a sniff of defensive coordinator jobs because for whatever reason there's a perception that corners are cornerback coaches oh, right. and yeah. that safeties become defensive coordinators. And that's just an institutional thing in this sport, much like Offensive coordinators being quarterbacks, coaches, and all that. So he was excited about proving he could be a head coach. So I think he's excited about that opportunity. I think T-Buck would have been a great choice when three years ago when Mike Norvell got the job and he didn't go that route. I don't think that's what's going to happen right now. And I also think that, uh, for that matter, that, hey, look, man, if if you're a head coach. the uh, By the way, the AFCA convention is actually this weekend. It's, it's well, the there you to, go, guys. The 8th to 10th in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina this year. Charlotte, so it's not even it's not really in conjunction with the championship game at all. No, yeah, I think in a lot of years, it's, for some reason, it's in Texas a lot of times. I'm at, oh, right. But yeah, it's in Charlotte this weekend. Well, let's hold our breaths, guys. We got uh, this weekend. Mike's over there talking to every DC in America right. or every DB in America, DB coach in America. So, yeah, man, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. All right, let's get back to these uh, questions. Marion writes, "Happy New Year, compadres." Jeff, Corey said, "You now love Orlando." Is this true? If so, were you drunk the entire trip? Actually, Ira can it attest. Gr it, gr it grew on you, though, a little bit, I felt like. It definitely did. I hear I'll answer the question here uh, thoroughly to give you the answer. And by the way, just so you know, uh, I wasn't drunk not once in Orlando, not even mildly so. Uh, Ira, you saw me. What was going on? Well, I had my kids. 
Yeah. Tried to be. They a, were busy. They had a video game responsible to play. human being. Actually, I left after the meet and greet. Yeah. At the same time, you yeah. were leaving. So you know that was relatively early in the you night. You know who wasn't leaving? Not Corey Clark. Corey and you Stephanie know, yeah. were shutting it down. And they were going to be there until so you could see yeah. the look on their faces. And then, uh, in addition, uh, I uh, the kids were hungry and they wanted to go get something to eat. So we went to this corner Italian restaurant. It was delicious. I had a great time there. It was wonderful. Uh, and then uh, we were done. It was like 9.30. I was tired. We had a long day the next day. I just went to bed. Went to bed. Watched some football and went to bed. That's how that nice. went. So I say with uh, all sincerity and sobriety to Corey earlier in the night <laughs> that I've come around on Orlando. It's grown up a lot. I'm going to say 90% of the comments I got from people because a lot of the people there were Orlando area residents. Mm. People That's right. from areas around there mm -hmm. or from Orlando. And 90% of the people started off by saying, I know Jeff hates Orlando, yeah. but... And some of them agreed with you with some of their some of your concerns. There are aspects of Orlando that are disconcerting that have stayed omnipresent every time I talk about Orlando in my psyche. Like I, it comes into my being. Like they're like, "Oh, now hold on, Jeff, you also hate this." But I will tell you that uh, there are a lot of improvements that have been made in the Orlando area since I last immersed myself in the good times of Orlando. I, I I'd kind of made a decision on Orlando going all the way back, Corey. Uh, was that 94 when Florida State beat Notre Dame in Orlando? Was that the Correct. Danny yeah. Cannell game? Yep. Yeah, I went with my father the year after. In fact, there's a picture of me down on the field with my dad, and I'm wearing the 93 National Championship shirt. Bringing up the dad stuff. Yeah, again. you know, just saying. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Well, all I was your there dad, with my dad, too, Ira. Yeah. My dad, that was back when my dad was alive. All of your dads were alive at that time. <laughs> yeah. We were all, yeah, so they were. I'm bringing back better times. And so there we were, and, uh, you know, it was at that time that I thought, this Orlando this isn't this is, and by the way that stadium is ass it's an ass yeah, stadium not, let's it, be honest it about continues it. to be it's an ass yeah. stadium. it was an ass 94 years ago it's, i mean uh, in 1994 it's still ass and um so anyhow long story short i uh, and then i went back like three or four more times and every time i was like this is this isn't my cup of tea but i was duly impressed this time around and i'll tell you not not only that i felt bad because a lot of people you know, they didn't get that there is a tongue-in-cheek nature there's to this. A, there's, there's a, a little, yeah. A little yeah. I mean, I'm playing the part up like a when, little bit. Like you when know. Corey would talk about Shre Shreveport. He didn't really feel that I way. I love about Shreveport. Shreveport. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Shreveport. Are you kidding but, me? That was all it was. I don't love El Paso, and I'll stand by that. But, but I will say this, to your point. Yeah. They're going to be back there in a few months. Well, we're going to be back there. We're going to be back there in a few months. Yeah. And it was awesome meeting so many cool. I mean, yeah. very gonna, cool. We're not going to shout out all of you. Uh, but Very there cool. were a lot of really cool people we met that live in that area that came in for the game, and I uh, look forward to that, man. I look forward I to felt doing like it a again. Dry run for the yeah. opener. And it did, and it's you're not dreading it. You're not dreading no, going no. to Orlando in eight months. You're looking forward. I, to do it. you know this is how much I'm not dreading it, guys? I on the way home had my son looking up Airbnbs in the area. I wanted to rent out a big ass house for all of us and have a big to do. Daddy's gonna grill by the pool. <laughs> we're, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got a little. We got a slide. We got I things. Like I mean, I was looking for stuff like, "Hey guys, let's do this right. Let's yeah. do it up right. Let's be here for a few days. Let's get after it. Have a good time in Orlando. We'll Uber from the rich neighborhood where I rent the house from, guys. This is gonna be a to do, right? We should hey, do all this, right, man. All right. right, I'm down. That's what I'm just letting you know. That's how far I've come on Orlando. Here I am making these grandiose plans. And now read these Facebook questions really slowly, since yeah. we don't have any Twitter. <laughs> we don't have any Twitter questions. We're allowed to expound our answers like yes. never before. Yeah, yeah. we're not uh, rifling through them this time. Yeah, uh, Gator Kirk writes, "Happy New Year's." Thank you for great entertainment and content. 
May the upcoming year be the best for all of you. Oh, man, Gator Kirk's solid as a rock every yes. week. Yeah, Thanks, Gator yeah. Kirk. That guy, yeah, thank you, you so much, Kirk. buddy. Uh, Sean writes, David Hale posted this after our bowl game. I wanted your thoughts on it. This is the second most yards FSU's defense has allowed in the past 28 games. He brought up 2022 Louisville, 2022 Oklahoma, 2021 Wake Forest. Yeah, and the good news is some changes have been made already, Sean, and I think they will continue to upgrade as we move forward. And as the players get better, those numbers will bear that out. I do think in the modern game it's worth repeating. Just watch Georgia give up 41 points and should have lost to Ohio State. If you face an elite offense, you're giving up points. You pretty much are giving up points against elite offenses. The game is built for scoring. The rules are in place to ensure that offenses have a distinct advantage over defenses. That said, you're allowed to get a stop. You're allowed to be good against good offenses on occasion. And Florida State really hasn't been. So that's the next step. Right. You know, have well, a good I, have I, a good day against Wake Forest. Have a good day against Clemson. Have a good day against teams that have shown a pulse on offense. I don't I don't the, the problem I had with the defense this year was really two games. It was the Clemson game, because I don't think that Clemson that is not an elite offense. But you made them kind of look like one for yeah. that ten minute stretch. And then Florida too. But when you look at the Florida game and the and especially the Oklahoma game, like we talked about earlier, I don't know that they were out scheme, man. They couldn't stop the run. Fabian Lovett didn't play. They're not special on the interior. Um, and they don't have a lot of depth. Well, this year, they also didn't do a good job of holding the edge whatsoever. They never Correct. set the edge in that Correct. game. Correct. This 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 defense coming up isn't the defense we saw in Orlando. Fabian Lovett will be there. Fisk will be there. Daryl Jackson will be there. You're you're gonna have, you, you know yes yeah the, the be better. Central be the truth. I mean yeah. who knows you're gonna have so much more depth on the interior I don't foresee it being so easy to run against this defense which Louisville ran all over you up the middle you also Florida ran all over you up the middle yeah and I touched on it in my column you're without two of your top four defensive tackles because not only Fabian Levitt, but Jared Jackson bailed to transfer before the bowl game as well so he's yeah. he's in that rotation. And then you you talk about the injuries they had during the course of that game. Yeah, they lost, they, a lot lost of guys. they lost a ton of guys during that game. And Oklahoma, I know like people looked at the record and ton assumed of talent. Was, ton of they have a man. The guys they played at running back were guys Florida State would have loved to have had and didn't get. Yeah, well, I, I, and I watch a ton of Oklahoma football. That's why they were maddening this year. It was never for a dearth of talent. Right. They're they're loaded. Uh, it is year one, and he had to run off some kids that were unhappy, and so you have that in year one in a transformation. But they weren't lacking talent. Dylan Gabriel's a good quarterback. Yes. They have talent. That said, though, Florida State has consistently given up a lot of yards and points to good offenses. They just ha- they have like like most teams in college football. You want like more most, than that? Well, no, 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 but, no, no, no. But, no. But, Come on, you can man, hold. watch. Watch who's holding people to under twenty points a game. Tennessee against Clemson without a problem. And and by the way. Lots of people. DJ, held, lots that, of people if DJ had down. played, if DJ played against not, Florida State, yeah, but how was, was that? But Tennessee did it, Listen, or DJ? No, no, you said who? Up. I gave you a quick example. Plenty of teams Man, held Clemson's offense down this year. Not this team. I'm, there are plenty. they play Clemson played a really good game. DJ made throws in that game that he didn't make in these other games against Tennessee. DJ just threw the ball into the ground. If he had done that against Florida DJ State, didn't play. DJ, not DJ, DJ. You're thinking of yeah, you're not Tennessee. The what was the other game? No, I'm giving. I just gave South Carolina. I just gave you an example of one that just happened. Tennessee's sorry-ass defense dominated Clemson's offense. I'm saying that— Because Clemson's coaching staff decided to throw a freshman quarterback making his first start no, 58 he, times no, in that game. He, he, Clemson just got done playing exceptionally well. Yeah, off the bench. It, 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 man, you don't, you don't think I that— I think that— I don't even know that y'all are arguing. 
I don't even know what y'all are arguing about. Well, I think the point your point is that teams are holding teams down to 24 no, no, no. or less, and that isn't happening in college football. There are plenty of teams that have good Saturdays against good offenses. They don't always give up a gazillion points. I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that. I mean, there are – Florida State's, I, Florida State's offenses, defense I mean, could be better than it is. Thank you. That, we're in agreement. It, ain't, it isn't like it's been bad or even – I don't think Here's it's been thing. average. Here's what I want to know. Do you, I think because Florida State will have one of the five best offenses in the country next year, in my opinion, if if you if you get some injury luck and everything else. I think if this defense is just good, doesn't have to be sensational. No, I don't need them to be great. They can get better. If it's good or even what it was this year, when you when you take a step back and look at the totality of the numbers, you're talking about an 11-win team. You're well, we agree on that. I mean, two. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, I, I think, think they're going to be good regardless. Good to be. I think they're going to be good regardless because most of the people that they play next year on the schedule, they can outscore. So even if they don't get great on defense, they're going to have an elite offense. And for the most part, they're going to score in the high 30s, right? right. Maybe. And, and for the most part, if you're going to get great on defense, your guys have to look like Georgia's guys. Correct. Like Florida State hasn't had that level of talent. Right, and I think that we need to get to that place. I also think, and I've talked about this before, that secondary, and now they've made a change. So I'm not going to be right. angry about it. they made a change. They can be better. They can be taught better. They can be put in better positions to succeed. I've wanted that. It's going to happen. We'll see who they hire. I agree. I think we're, this is nuanced. It always is. I don't think that being an elite defense guarantees you get stops against elite offenses anymore. Right. See Georgia against Ohio State. They couldn't stop them if they wanted to. Or Michigan. Or Michigan. Or Michigan. Yeah. Right. I agree that if you're facing an elite offense, you're going to give up points. The rules are in place for that. I do think you're allowed to get stops against average to good offenses more consistently than Florida State does. And I think that's a fair thing to sure, say as well. I agree with that. Um, it's just not it's not a good it's not a good look for that defense that every time they played an offense that was considered pretty good or or real good, they were gonna give but up a ton of points. Where I get frustrated though sometimes is there seems to be such an emphasis on the defense when at halftime of that game, all the mes- mentions I had on Twitter we're the and we're about the we're no, we're all about the defense. When the offense had 11 points, yeah, and the in the a horrible defense, the NC yeah. State game, the NC State game, and the mm-hmm. Wake Forest game, everybody talked. Man, those games were lost on offense, yeah, as much as they were defense. But it seems like everybody wants to focus on the defense. The offense has to play better against good opponents too. They did in the second half. They did, but they're fortunate they didn't get too far behind like they did against Wake Forest or they did against Clemson. Because those games, they got dug in a hole because the offense didn't do anything in the first half. Yeah, I thought I thought the first half, you you saw a very conservative offensive game plan from right. Mike, and and I thought that was interesting um, because they were losing the line of scrimmage in the run game. So I thought, oh, Mike, you're going to have to throw it a lot here. Let's get to the throwing. I mean, and I'm not one of these guys who's like after every play call, bad call, right. good call, that kind of thing. They were losing physically at the line of scrimmage, and Oklahoma committed extra player in the box to stop the run, which was smart because they came into the game and said, screw this, you ain't running on us. And that's smart. Like, if I were playing Florida State next year, you're not going to line up and run 200 yards on me because then I have no chance to beat you. I didn't wa- understand why more teams didn't line up and say, screw this, beat me through the air. Now, Jordan has proven he can, but this was a show-and-prove kind of year for him. I would have made every good defense or every defense period facing Florida State next year ought to try and shut down the run because if you let us run, this is over. You're going to take an ass beat because yeah, now we have a pick though, of the litter. The beauty, though, is it's pick your poison, right? Like, good. Stop the run. Then he'll throw for 400 yards on you. But make and the decision also, to do that a little yeah. sooner is, yeah, is all we're kind of saying, right? And, uh, yeah, with, with when it comes to the Florida game, too, like Florida Florida State didn't run all that well traditionally against Florida either. Like that was a lot of Jordan Travis uh, running the ball. They, they didn't yeah. – their traditional yeah. running game didn't look great the last two games of the season. 
and their running their run defense didn't look good at all the last two games of the season. Good news is you won both of them, and you got better on both lines of scrimmage. Which is you why we have went, such high expectations for next year. Because again, went to the portal and yeah. got the best offensive lineman in the country. You went to the portal and got the best defensive lineman in the country. Good stuff. That's that's what you wanted to do. It absolutely is, and it's why again those expectations are going to be ratcheted up, and we're going to nitpick because that's what you do when you're trying to win championships is you find these little areas that could cost you a game of critical importance against another elite team. The house ain't on fire anymore. No. Now we want better drapes. Yeah, now we, we care want about the drapes. Yeah. <laughs> what color are those drapes, Ira? <laughs> I, answer me. The house isn't on fire. <laughs> Seminal headlines. Ninety-three-three. Real talk. Ready. War chat. TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. It's a new year and a new you, so give yourself a fresh start with my bookie, whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. Just use promo code WARCHANT. That's right, promo code WARCHANT on a deposit of $50 or more to receive a cash bonus instantly to your MyBookie account. Using this bonus is simple. Bet your deposit amount just one time, one time, not two, and you're ready to cash out. It's no strings attached with MyBookie. But on the NFL, UFC, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly online blackjack tournaments, so many brands to choose from. You need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, there you go. Good work. Sometimes I get a little stressed about that, guys. There's a lot of pressure on me. I'm in the arena. Everybody's listening carefully. It's like I'm getting ready to sing the national anthem or something. You know, there's a lot of pressure there. I should. We should, Jeff, Corey, and I should just sit there like you like can we're, do it. Like we're fans, like at the oh, edge man. of our you seat. Got it. He's got this. He's get, it's a perfect pitch. Get through this thing. Uh, Michael writes, what a wonderful time of year in honor of my wife getting one of Register Sausage free sausage giveaways after the game last week. Boom. I want to know what you think was Norvell's swinging big sausage moment of the season. Ooh. Okay. All right. <laughs> the pre-read is, uh, is something yeah. I should endeavor to do occasionally. It's the stuff we don't get on Twitter. Was it the flea flicking win versus LSU? Oh, the flea flicker. The flea flicker. That's right. Uh, the, the thrashing of Miami, which will always ring true, 
or maybe something in the presser like his diatribe to Corey or 4th and 14 the previous season. Well, we don't go back to previous seasons for this year's big sausage award. Right. Uh, we got to go to this year, and it, I don't know, what, 45 to 3 against Miami? Yeah, do you, do you feel How like do you, Are we talking about a play call, you think, or are we talking about the overall? Well, then it's overall. the fleet look, of course. But, uh, the, 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 man, that's a, that's a tough one. I would say the game, Miami is one thing because it was just like just a complete annihilation. I still think one of my favorite wins of the season was the next week at Syracuse. That's when I thought, oh, man, this team is good. Like, they've, they figured out this isn't normal what they're doing. They're just crushing this team. This is a bowl team. And after an emotional game, to go up there and play just as well the next week and annihilate them early, that was a big sausage-swinging moment, I thought, mm. for the entire team. Mm. I thought, I, you know what? I like the uh, I like the two-point conversion in the last game. I thought that was nice. It was. Uh, were you slightly concerned when they walked out there to do it? Were I you was thinking, come on, Mike. What are we? It's like a little early, <laughs> maybe. <Swing and> gate. <laughs> a, little, a little early for all that. But, yeah. uh, I, you know what, man? I think there's a, the game will probably be Miami because, again, I just – has to and, be right. And Corey wrote about it in his uh, ten plays thing. What the number Jamie, was that one, Corey? The Jamie, well, just the Jamie Robinson play. Oh, okay, was, yeah, you know, him, him punk just, ass to the ground. Yeah, I yeah. saw. I guess he uh, when he Jamie announced he was going pro. That might have been in one of the highlights, or so, I saw that somewhere recently. He'd be on a loop in my house if you entered it. If I were him, <laughs> and it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that it happened against discarded. Miami is perfect because now you know it'll be shown. Every time they play, like the Roscoe Parish hit. Oh, it's beautiful. It's yeah, you're right. That's fair. Yeah, the whole Miami game. It was it was great. They were so they they wanted to believe. Miami yeah. fans did. They wanted to believe, and that was quickly uh, disillusioned. Uh, I think I'm going to go back to Syracuse real quick. After that big, he loves fat that Syracuse game. Loves it. That big fat defensive tackle. Yeah. The tackle for loss at the goal line, and then hip thrusted towards the floor. And then Mike's like, the okay, sideline. all right. And then Mike's like, okay, well, I got a, a Noel special for you, and you're about to see another touchdown. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a that was a, a, that was a good one. Switch. Yeah. I like what it reveals. I like the nastiness there. That's good. You should have that. Uh, Kristen writes, over under game days for FSU in 2023 at two and a half. Is LSU FSU game day week one? Got to be, right? Yeah. Has anybody looked teams, up right? week one? Has anybody looked I up haven't. week one? I haven't done it yet. There's got to be another great game out there. But this would be, I mean, that's going to be high. I, do we think that's about all two top ten teams? I think yes. it will be. Yeah, and I really like the I like that LSU did what they did. Yeah. Because – you know, again, nobody's going to be sleeping on them. And Florida State has been the end of the season with six straight wins. Yeah, the lasting impression of both these teams is really, really good. And that will affect the preseason rankings. The season that they had will, too, obviously. But they both ended on a high note. Florida State with six straight wins. And even if that is a 6-6 six and six Oklahoma team, it's OU. People watch that yeah. game. It's one of the better bowl yeah. games of the season. And then, of course, LSU just did whatever they wanted to against Purdue and had a great season. So... I would when you think, look at returning rosters, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of star players. Yeah, they're definitely going to be Although it's a something. Sunday game, so it's probably not going to be game day. Game day is going to be on good a point. Saturday. Um, I would say the mm. over, I would definitely take the under on that, just because the schedule isn't, it's not a lot of juggernauts on the schedule, unless there's unless Southern Miss is better than we think or something crazy. Yeah, I, good. I would, but at least if you're a top 10 team, if they win the LSU game, you're at least in position, because you're in position when you play Clemson. We don't know where that's going to fall yet. But there's, there's going to be some opportunities. If you're not a top-10 team, you're not going to be on game day. My guess is that Florida State-Clemson will be a game day experience. Yeah, if if, uh, if yeah. Clemson doesn't completely implode and Florida State only – even if Florida State has one loss, say, to LSU, if that happened, if they were to lose that game, which is a toss-up game as we sit here today, then I think you know they that, that would probably still be two top-15 teams. So 
Uh, that could be that could be one. And I think that ESPN and other organizations like it when they know that they're on the cusp of watching somebody usurp somebody else right. and become the more dominant figure. And Florida State is a huge brand. Uh, Brent writes, I thought of this, Brent. I, I said it to my buddy out loud. Do you think Marvin Harrison Sr. has put a contract out on the Georgia DB that knocked his son out of the bowl game? It crossed my mind, Is too. he going to take care of it himself? Yeah, I. the first thing I thought of was, ooh, I don't know if I'd have done that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He went into hiding. Yeah. He hasn't been at practice the last four days. <laughs> and by the way, if you're going to do that, that's the right guy to get out of there because mm. I think Ohio State wins if he continues to play. Hey, uh, man, it was a legal hit. Too, yeah, yeah the they, they, had no answers. they had no answers yeah. for him. I mean, that no. kid is a freak, not shockingly. Uh, but that was really good timing. Like, I don't, I don't like to admit to rooting for my favorite players on my favorite team to knock out pivotal players on the other team. Mm. But I'm just wondering, Corey, if in that moment you felt a little bit better about your chances. Yeah, when they're when the yeah, best player on the yeah, team, got yeah, when the best player out, on yeah. the field was yeah. just knocked I, out of the game. I thought Georgia might have a chance. I will say this: uh, when you talk about the difference in talent level and championship rosters, yes, there's nobody else in the country that makes the play that Brock Bowers made to turn that into a first down. The game is over. It's fourth and five. They're down ten in the fourth quarter. He throws a three yard pass. Yeah, Brock Bowers defies gravity and like physics. To, to somehow have his legs above the air as he's reaching out to barely get that first down, that's... Yeah, those are know, freaks. They have freaks. There's no that's, doubt. That's the, it's that's how small the difference can be between wins and losses. Mar- yeah, Marvin Harrison having a 6'4 son just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, because you, you you knew the the smooth transition and yeah. route was already going to yeah. be in place, yeah, and now man, you're going to make him 6'4". Yeah. It's not. Who's, it, what, who's, this, who was the, who's the mom? Is it Rebecca Lobo? <laughs> she might, might, might be some height I mean, there. I mean, not great. some, not somebody that I'm going to talk to because I don't want Marvin to get the wrong idea. <laughs> under <laughs> well played. <laughs> David writes, I need a cocky knoll gauge. Scale 1 to 10 recommendation. Post 10 wins, bowl victory, times recruits, Forecasted win, divided by forecasted wins in 2023 equals cocky fa- factor. <laughs> if you exceed the – oh, I'm not doing all this. Um, he says, I'm thinking 8.9. What say you? Just for the fan base in the general? The greater number than two, then you eat a lot of crow, all this other stuff if we're off by two. Uh, yeah, for the fan base in general, it's got to be well over 8.9. All right, for the confidence all right. level? Uh, for total out wins, yeah. Out of 10. Oh, is it total wins? Oh well, like I, yeah. No, you're 10. right. You could do it out of wins, but you're right. You should do it out of uh, cockiness level one to ten. He says eight point nine. I would think it's a little lower than that. I think Florida State fans are very, very excited, but I don't know that they're thinking, "Yeah, baby, championship," because it's been a long time coming. I think they're cautious, cautiously. Very, very optimistic. How do we define our terms on this? Is 10 out of 10 we have to win a championship or bust the way that Georgia was a year ago? 10, 10, out, 10, think, 10 out of 10 is where Florida State fans were after the 13 season. Yes, you got Jameis correct. coming back, all yeah, those dudes coming yeah, back. Yeah. You're thinking, man, this this is going to be a cakewalk. And then it, every week was a nail-biter. They did go undefeated, though. They did. Until they got they to the did. playoff, yes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, eight. I yeah. mean, I think we think they're going to win. Well, Ira, you called for them to win the ACC championship, and if they win the ACC championship, they're going to be a top ten team. So, yeah, I just, but I think Corey's right. I mean, I, I'm trying to go back to thinking what what the mindset was like after 2012. 
Because I don't feel like it was as high as you would think it would have been. Well, you just didn't know about the quarterback. You'd heard all the wonderful stories. I've told the story before. Uh, I was in a charity golf tournament, and you know we were talking to coaches on the staff, and 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 as part of that tournament, they were like, "Well, we'll see how he does with the lights turn on. He's immensely talented, but we don't know what he's going to do in a game." And then the pit game happened. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But also, you didn't know Kelvin Benjamin was going to be that either. That was a huge factor in that. Kelvin Benjamin hadn't been that in 12, and then he turned into one of the best receivers in the country that season. So that helped. Yeah. yeah well, it was one of those things uh, where you knew, hey, look, if you care to play, nobody can yeah. guard you. If you care to play, nobody can guard you. Let me get one more before the break here. Hassan writes, fellas, happy new year. Was I the only one that thought maybe Johnny Wilson played too good in that bowl game? I know he signed with Rising Spear, but haven't read anything saying that he's definitely coming back. Any word on his status, even without him, will be solid at the position, but there's no denying our offense would be uh, unstoppable if he were to stay and get uh, even better over the offseason. I don't know if it's unstoppable. It'll be an elite offense, though I agree with you there. Uh, And I don't have any reason to believe he's not coming back. Yeah, he was different than the other guys, in my opinion. Uh, You know, he never really even acknowledge he had a decision to make when we talked to him right, a, a right. week or two because I don't think most of us expected him to have much of a decision to make. Well, then he goes and has a 200-yard game in the bowl game, um, so now people are a little bit more concerned. I don't know. I I think he's coming back, but you know, it, it wouldn't be the craziest thing that ever happened. We've seen backup defensive linemen go pro, um, so it's not like insane to think about, but, but I, he's never really even acknowledged that there was a decision to make. Like, I've got to go talk to my family. I've got to think. Even yeah. Trey Benson, who we really didn't think had a decision to make or a major decision to make at the time, said he had a decision to make. Well, yeah, uh, because he played so well down the stretch right. over the last five games. It, it, it put him in a position to where maybe he'd have to make a decision. I don't. I think Johnny does need to come back, frankly, and he, yeah. can, be, he can be incredible. Uh, we all know the deal. We've had this conversation 4,000 times. He, he is sensational. Until he drops the easiest pass ever thrown. And then he'll make the most difficult catch you'll see on a Saturday. He's a weird cat. Aaron Parrish uh, makes a comment in the chat that Auden Tate ruined him on having good receivers come back. Again, this is where I would say the difference in this program is now compared to some of those years was this this is different. These guys are different. They've all talked. All these guys coming back was not a coincidence. They've all talked about how badly they want to come back because of what they can do next year. That wasn't happening around the time Auden Tate went pro. Well, that was a coaching change. That right. was in the middle of a coaching mm-hmm. change. And also, there wasn't money to be paid. There's money out there now for a Johnny Wilson to come back. It's right. not NFL money, but it's, it's, fun mo- it's good yeah. money to have. So, yeah, um, totally different and, situation. And, yeah, he can, make, he can make himself a lot more money by having um, a better year than he did this year. But, you know, look, man, he's – I was trying to come up with a comparison, Jeff. Is it like if Shaq missed one out of every five dunks he had – You'd be like, "Come on, Shaq, you go, you're too good." You yeah, to. yeah, you Quit can't miss this dunk. Dunks. But you still love the fact that he's dunking four out of five times, and he completely changes the way a defense has to cover everybody else. That's, yeah, two things can Johnny be true Wilson. at once, right? We say that all the time, and it's important to know that he and I try to because I was on the side of he drops too many balls, and he does. But he also makes incredible catches and changes games. And, That's true too. And the best thing about him is he can drop that pass and still catch the next and one. still catch the next one because I think most of us would yep. drop that pass and be like, "Oh no, what I am can't I keep." Yeah, yeah. It's like if I shank a tee shot, I'm right. It's in my head. Yeah. No, it is a weird. Weird. It's a really weird talent set because he's. I was going to say Corey to your point, and I've thought about this uh, as a diehard Bucks fan, and this is giving Johnny Wilson too much credit, admittedly. 
Yeah, he's not Mike Evans. But guy. you know where I'm going. Yeah. Same yeah, ballpark. Yeah. I mean, but, but, but Mike relatively. Drops, drops a lot of passes. He also wins games on his own. And nobody that big should run like that. And Mike run, is faster than Johnny. But it is weird. You'll watch Mike drop a key third and six catch in the middle of the field right here. It's like a catch uh, somebody that great with hands that big cannot drop. And he does. And you scream out at your TV, you SOB. And then he makes a catch in the back of the end zone, gets two feet down, and his hands back. And you're like, how, how did he make that catch? So you just have to take the good with the bad. I think yeah. my favorite it moment. I think my favorite moment of this season was watching Treshawn Ward and Treshawn Ward, Jamie Robinson, their reactions when I asked Johnny Wilson about when he gets man coverage in the post game, yeah. and they were like, and and Jamie just started going, so it don't add up, man. Yeah. It don't add up. <laughs> It was awesome, man. Six seven, <laughs> because he, he also he's he's got some quick twitch to him. Yeah. He's not just a lumbering. No, he's pretty six, quick seven. for his size. Yeah, I mean he's all. It's not like he's running even with these DBs on post patterns. Well, he's there, past, I, he's yeah, he would if that ball wasn't a little underthrown, he would have run right. I mean, he ran by him. Yeah, and and he can separate uh, against a lot of DBs, but the, the better DBs will run with him. There are plenty of guys that stay sure. with him, but, but that's where the physical the mismatch, right? The kid, the safety that was covering him at the end of that game, that's an amazing play for a safety he to did, make. He did unbelievable effort. He, why yeah. was he with him? Yeah. That's well, a great play. He played way off to start off with. But he's right but, there, yeah. and he just gets bitched. I mean, then that's going to happen when you're facing a six-seven guy, and that's a one-handed catch followed by a get-the-hell-up-off me. I mean, it was yeah. really quite amazing. Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Guys, we never get to do this. R. Wilmer asked us a question in the chat, and he's great and loyal and all that good stuff, and he wants to know what we think the win total should be over under. Now, I'm going to play a little minor game, Seminal Headlines game, of uh, W's and L's. All right. All right? Okay. Now, now, here's why, though. We can't do it officially until we know dates and times. We do know for four games, but we all know we don't know the ACC schedule. Now, we know the teams. We just don't know when and where, and that matters. That, how you project that game is, is it matters. Um, all right, so here are the games, not necessarily in this order, guys. You decide Florida State's win total. We're just going to provide our Wilmer what we think the number should be, okay? Uh, LSU, Southern Miss, Northern Alabama, be counting in your head, guys, at Florida, at Boston College, at Clemson, home to Miami, home to Syracuse, at Wake, home to Duke, home to Virginia Tech, at Pitt. You guys, Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I, think, I, like I think that's where the over-under should be at. Um, but I think listening to that list, I, I think I think ten is the low end. I think eleven wins is very possible. I mean, because so you'd I put it at ten and a half. No, I don't know that because I think it would get hammered. If you were if Vegas said it at ten and a half, I think it would get hammered to the under. Yes. Um, just because I just don't know that people the the public 
how many people would actually bet on over ten and a half. So I think they'd have to set it at nine and a half. All right, let's do let's let's play a little game here. Uh, another. I an- personally think, you know, I mean, I think eleven wins is is definitely doable. Let's play another game here. That's fun. I know there's no sure thing. We can do the outlier game, but in games that you think Florida State is like a sixty-five to seventy-five percent chance they're going to win, let's identify those games. You ready? Pitt on the road. That's yeah. one of the ones where I'm a little bit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% confident yeah. in that game at all. Would you I, put it at 70%? Yes. I, was not I, I need to I need to look, do a little bit more look in their roster what's coming Luke, back. Okay. Because they're a pretty good team. Man. Virginia Tech here. Yes. Oh, I put yeah. that at a yeah. high win percentage. Yeah. Duke here. Yeah. Exceedingly high win percentage. Wake there. And I know people are going to wonder. Duke had a good year. They did. Elko did a good job. I think they had a very experienced team. And they also are not going to have the talent yeah. to come in here and win this game. Uh at Wake, thank God that quarterback's gone. Feel, so for all those linemen this and is, his receiver. Yeah, that's right. This has got to be – I not only should Florida State beat Wake, I hope he kicks it onsides and tries to run it up. Look, I'm I not leaving – I'm not leaving Snuggy Hill without no, a win. We are all yeah. rolling up to Snuggy Hill. We've done Hill. this, this way too many times. Yeah. Truest Field is going to see a win that yeah. day for Florida State, <laughs> damn it. Uh, okay. All right. Syracuse here, ass stomping. Uh, at Clemson. Were we putting it, guys? I, I'm putting his. I, I you think, think it's a 50 50? But it's, it's uh, yes, let's say 55 I do. I'd say 45. 55 45, Florida State. Florida State. Ooh, yeah. Harris. Bullish on the win at Clemson, everybody. At Boston College up there in Chestnut Hill, where they do not allow tailgating. <laughs> win. <laughs> Confident win. Good old alumni stadium, huh? Uh, at Florida. Confident win. Whoa. Whoa. I'm in the middle. I'm still 51. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what Florida will be. Well, no. I, I think that's the thing. I'm gonna well, they're going to get a quarterback? Probably. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're probably going to go get one. Uh, they got the Wisconsin kid. What are you talking about? They got Mertz. Oh, did they, is that who they brought in? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's ass. I mean, you got to yeah, think there's right. another one that they're going to try to get, but oh, I, I don't know think. where you're going to get it. I'd grab a guy off the street before I'd grab Mertz. That's terrible. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy of mine Woo. who's a Florida fan when we were down in Orlando. And uh, was he reeling? He's not. Yeah, not a good place. He's not a good, not in a good place. <laughs> and he said, and this is the, uh, and again, great guy, huge Florida fan. And he goes, uh, he's like, man, I just, he's like, I, I can't understand how we went out and got that guy out of the portal. And he's lamenting the guys they've lost to the portal. They've lost. Oh, like, they starters. lost a ton. Yeah. And I said, were you going to get anybody out of the portal? He goes, how can we? Florida State's taking all of them. Yeah, that's pretty, right. Yeah, no, a, no good ones left. I don't know if he's in representative of the entire fan base, but he's at a low point. If you guys saw me on the chat there, I just seriously hurt my leg mm. while we were talking. So somebody's laughing right now thinking, what the hell happened to Jeff? But I scraped my knee on the inside of this thing, and it felt like a scalpel was going. <laughs> I have a work, nice, workman's comp claim. <laughs> son of a You're bitch. Have to have surgery, too. Yeah. Uh, North Alabama, 100% chance of a win. Southern Miss at Doak, 88, yeah. 98% yeah. chance of a win, right? LSU, Camping World Stadium. We get to go back to that hellhole. Yeah. Meaning the stadium, meaning the stadium, not, not the, city, the city, not the right. city, guys, not the city. Uh, what do we say, 50-50? That's 50-50 yep. to me. Yeah. Yep. 55, maybe. I think you got three games that you start out the season thinking just, they're 50-50. But I think you got the better quarterback, and I believe yeah. in All right, well, our Wilmer, I'm sitting at nine and a half. Yep. I think that's nine and a half. And yeah, I think we this, hit the over. We're banging the over. Yeah, I'm betting the over. Uh, Ira is too. Hell, you could float Ira ten and a half and kind of ratchet up the odds and make a bet with him. He's taking over there if too. They, if they mess around with an eight, eight and a half, Jeff, I'm not oh. only, I'm not like putting on. You're gonna come up. and give me money to robbing, give my bookie. Be robbing people to put money <laughs> on that game. <laughs> you could have take the mortgage. 
Uh, all right, Rob writes, Happy New Year, gentlemen. Short and to the point, it seems like Norvell, Atkins, and Tal throw a lot of wrinkles into a game, the kind of ones that cause defensive coordinators to lay awake at night. It doesn't seem like Fuller or members of his staff do the same. All right, I won't keep – he says he loved the season. He doesn't want a ton of change. He's not one of those guys. It's just – it's his observation. Uh, and I, no, My, la- I, my yeah. last comment here, mm-hmm. they got four stops in the second half. So it was important. It's not it wasn't the offense didn't win seventy to sixty eight. The the defense got four stops in the second half. I know nobody wants to talk about that, but that's I will say they got bailed out uh on one uh, that fumble ruined Oklahoma's chances. Well, I mean he game. forced the fumble. That's, that's Duke I, Cooper, baby. I guess. That's Duke Cooper making the I, I, I guess he got luckier than hell, but, but it worked. It, Jamie it, Robinson broke up a fourth down pass. That's 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 more about skill than the right. than the tackle. They're watch, they're marching right down the field to score. You and I yeah, agree. They are going to score. Yeah. I mean there was one no of their chance touchdowns for, in the first half was an incredible catch on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. And they got a short field in the first half. With Woodson gone, thankfully, writes Matthew, will Norvell look to someone with FSU ties or someone uh, with coaching experience elsewhere? Well, I mean, I don't think the, the the ties you guys are talking about are T Buck. We've already discussed he's not coming. I don't think, and Cromartie is the other one, which we right. didn't discuss. And he was a Texas A&M this year. He was, but not an on the field coach. He's never been an on the field coach. Yeah, Antonio I mean, Cromartie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was in coaching. He's, he was in a support staff role. Yeah, he was at Texas A&M where he probably woke up every day in hell. Because you'd have yes. to live there and you'd have to work for yeah. Jimbo. Yeah. Jesus. That's, yeah, that's definitely hell. That's a toughie. Uh, Richard writes, general recruiting question. Do coordinators recruit their position? I seem to remember they used to recruit specific geographic areas in high schools. Has that changed? Sometimes they recruit their position. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, a lot of times the coordinators don't have as big of an area as the other position. Like usually Tallahassee, usually it'll be like an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. You're you're not going to give them a huge area of land where they've got to go all of hell's half acre Mm -hmm. during a football season to recruit. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but yeah, they have to recruit their position as well. Josh wants to know that's if Nor- a good nickname for College Station, by the way. Hell, Hell's Half Acre. Hell's, Hell's Half, half acre. acre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh wants to know: Is Norvell trying to take the Leonard Hamilton approach with the skill positions by rotating so much talent, and athleticism, size at running back, wide receiver, now tied in thanks to the portal? We should be able to really put a lot of stress on defenses that aren't very deep at linebacker and defensive back. Well, the more talent Maybe. you have, my friend, the more talent you have is always a good thing. And I, I think I think I think he might change his pace philosophy this season because I think this might be one of the most it's probably man for man the most talented offense he's ever had and he's got skilled players for days and you can wear people down if you go a little quicker you don't have to go Tennessee quick but maybe you're snapping it with 26 on the play clock instead of 18 that probably gives you an extra possession at least per game it'll be fascinating when he chooses to do that because yeah. We don't know. Yeah, they went fast against Oklahoma. They sometime. did. They yeah. did at times. It'll be interesting to see when he chooses to do it, just because you also want to play complimentary football, and we know that yeah. Oklahoma yeah. Oklahoma also goes crazy fast. Crazy fast. I F- mean, fastest team we played all year, and, and probably not even close. Wake is fast too, but not even close. Right. And again, you know, thirty-two points, ninety, like 80, <laughs> 90 plays, whatever it was. I mean, so I just don't know what people expect. It's it's they're, they're playing. <laughs> we already agreed that it can be both things. They can be better on defense. You yes, agree with I that? I agree with that. And let's not act like that was but a just, dominating performance. No, on I'm defense. not. But people act like it's an abysmal performance. And you're, you're playing it. That offense is tough, man. They scored 42 against TCU or yeah. 45. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that offense and the Florida State offense was bad in the first half. Yeah. That would that really put them behind the eight ball. We only have thirty seconds. We will not solve this debate. It's okay. It's a yeah. it's a fun. Yeah, we got nine months to do it. We so. got a lot of time <laughs> to argue with each other about what's <laughs> reasonable to expect. Yeah. For Corey and Ira, I'm Jeff. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Our thanks to Director Matthew as always, and all of you. We will talk to you later. Be well, everybody.